You're listening to the Everyday Growth Podcast with your host, Anthony J. Start your personal growth journey with fitness, nutrition, and mindset. How bad do you want it? This is Everyday Growth. All right, all right, let's go. Welcome back. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. And more importantly, I am so excited. Oh wait, we can't forget. If you are new here, this is your one-stop shop for everything nutrition, fitness, and mindset related. And, and if you are new here, do us a humongous favor. Please hit that subscribe button and please leave a five-star rating below. That helps us move up the ranks and get noticed even faster. And that's also helping to grow this community even bigger than it already is. And welcome to this community. This community is the most amazing and beautiful community that I've ever been in in my entire life. So thank you guys so much for listening. If you're new here, thank you so much for stumbling upon this podcast. We have a super huge treat for you today. I had on the owner of Blackbird Athletics and Wellness, Ryan himself, Miller, and we go down the rabbit hole deep, not just on what his business is, but we go deep into mindset. And let me tell you what, sometimes you understand, or sometimes I have a knowledge of like where the conversation is going, and that's what makes the episode so good. With this guy, we started talking about mindset and this thing just, it just spiraled down the rabbit hole of everything that we think has to happen in your head and in your life and how you need to accept things when they come into your life and that this is your journey that you are on and no one else is fucking on it. So you guys, I want to dive into this really quick because of the fact that this is a little bit of a longer episode and I don't want to keep you on here too long. So with that being said... Ryan Miller, Blackbird Athletics and Wellness. All his information will be down below in the show notes. Please check that out. Little special uh, announcement today is, I believe it is the the number one, a number number one. This is the first time that I'm able to say the sponsor of this podcast is my very own first supplement of my nutrition, fitness, and wellness company. It is Everyday CBD. We have three different products that are available for you right now. That link will be linked down below in the show notes as well. You can go and order that up immediately. I have three different products. One is an AM tincture that is 1,200 milligrams that is mango flavored. I have a PM tincture, which is a full spectrum that does have THC in it. It's like 0.03, so it's under the legal limit. You should not pop on a test if you have to take one. But the reason why I wanted a full spectrum for the nighttime, and let me tell you what, it's vanilla lavender too, by the way. So it kind of curbs that sweet tooth at night and it's so silky smooth. Why I wanted a full spectrum was the fact that we need more sleep in our lives. All Americans need more sleep. This product keeps you asleep. It helps you get into that, that, that lighter, that deeper, and that REM sleep. All three of those stages, it helps you stay in those stages at night. It doesn't necessarily put you to sleep, but it helps you stay in those stages. And once we get into that deep sleep and that REM sleep, that really good dreamy state where we can kind of control our dreams and have full-on beginning-to-end dreams, that's what recovers the body, that's what recovers the mind, and that's what gets us, gives us our energy for the next day. So enjoy those two tinctures. Like I said, you can get those right now on the site of Everyday CBD. And the third product that we are having that I'm super proud of is a C Everyday CBD Roll-On, which is a roll-on that goes that has menthol for cooling and has camphor for heat and has 1,000 milligrams of CBD in the entire roll-on bottle. Most other companies only have about three, four, or 500. We did our research, and they're not really the highest quality. You guys, you know me. You know how hard I go into the paint, and you know how I always do everything 100, and I always, always will do that, and I will always bring you the best things in the world. 
I have teamed up with a team out in Montana that grows all my hemp for me, and we have at least five more products on their way being developed, being created right now. And I can't really clue you in on some of those because sometimes they don't turn out, so I don't want to bite myself in the ass with this one. But guys, those three products of Everyday CBD, you will you will love. And what the greatest thing is, live now on the site, we just added a subscription-based uh, protocol to it, meaning that you can do a monthly or bi-monthly repeat where you just put your credit card in and it will come to your house every single month so that you will always remember to take your CBD every day. So you guys, without further ado, the owner of Blackbird Athletics and Wellness, my man Ryan, take some notes on this. It is amazing. Can't wait for you guys to listen to it. My man, Ryan, thank you for finally getting it's been a minute man i've been pushing you to get on the damn show bro how are you good man yeah it's been a while you know i've been following you for a long time and just i've seen you grow the podcast so i'm stoked to be on here thanks man you know it's just uh it's a lot of hard work and sometimes like anything in life it's like sometimes some days you just don't want to do it and it's hard to get behind the microphone man you know how it is like some days you probably just don't want to get in front of your clients on a Zoom call, but it's like you just got to do it, muscle through. And it's like, it's like you and I always talk about, right? Like consistency, you know, consistency will be king, man. So how is everything going? Speaking of Zoom, how is everything going with Zoom and everything for you? So far, so good. I've been able to make all of my business virtual. So I did that pretty early on and uh, I've been focusing on solidifying like that piece. Like that's a huge thing that I'm trying to, stick with is my virtual training um at some point if i have the ability to train people in person i will uh but definitely not as a main form of training for me so that's been a fun process to to get used to i think you just it's it's one of the it's it's a perfect time in the world right now to be virtual with everything i mean it's so hard like you and i talked a couple weeks ago or last week and i was like in person's not doing so good right now with training and stuff like that it's it's almost over but my online's picked up and that's just been, it's, it's a little bit more, it's easier. It's a wider net to, to, to get it out there and, and pull, pull some more fish in, you know, it's a different net. And I think right now with being online, being virtual is hands down the best thing we possibly could be doing for our, for our businesses and to help people get 1% better every day. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of that, how did you come into, I never heard the story because we don't know too much of each other's background, but how did you get into the health and wellness space and, the, and, the, and what you're doing with what you're doing with Blackbird Athletics, man? Sure. Yeah. I, I started out in high school, right? I was, uh, I was a little overweight. I was never obese. Okay. I, in my head, I, I thought I was obese. I was never obese, though. but to me, I was like heavy. Okay. And so, you know, my dad, he worked out a bunch. Um, you know, just casually, he, he was a working man. So I kind of followed his footsteps. I remember going to the gym for the first time with him. That was cool. And um, then it kind of just like took off from there. You know, I was like, oh, I got to be healthy. I want started out wanting to lose that weight, that baby fat, right? That I was like convinced that it was still there, you know. And um, actually what, what really happened was, is like I had a serious shift. My father actually had passed away when I was uh, 15, died from pancreatic cancer. So I was, I went through that. And after that, it kind of like became a source for me. I didn't necessarily recognize it as a motivator, but it was there. Like I became much more so into fitness and um, I decided to do insanity. That was like in my senior year of high school and I lost like 30 pounds in a month, um, which is, you know, you know, that's not 
Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> they're eating like two meal replacement shakes a day and like and like a salad in the middle of the day with some almonds, like literally counting almonds. And uh, that is where I lost the majority of my weight. But I like woke up one day and I like pretty much passed out from just like malnutrition for the most part. Um, and then ever since then, I've been battling with this whole weight thing. So like, that's where my, that's where my introduction to fitness was, right? It was like, oh, let me start off doing this and then let me just go ahead and uh, go all the way, right? To the other end of the spectrum. And uh, after that, I really wanted to learn how to do things the right way. And like, for myself mainly. And then I met some friends who were going to school for uh, personal training, exercise science rather. And like, they told me about this thing and it took me a while to get into it. And then it came to a point where I was like, I don't, I don't really know what I'm doing with my life. I was, I just moved into an apartment. <laughs> I started working for Comcast and Time Warner, answering phones in the billing section. And I like remember being specifically like in onboarding, like second day and being like, this fucking sucks. I am not doing this. <laughs> like, I am, what am I doing? I was just working retail. I was just doing that. I was like, what am I doing? And um, I like literally that, that next day or that night even, I like went on and I was like looking for national certifications for personal training because I was interested in it. And I went through NASM. I was like gung-hoed it. I went through like the internship program. So I like did like the online course for NASM. And then I did the internship at Equinox near me. And uh, that was a fun process. And then I got hired at Equinox down in the city. And I was there for three years, excelled through their levels of trainers, and then came to a point where I was pretty, like, I always had an idea of running my own business, just in general. I went to school for business and during that whole time. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what I want to do. Like, I mean, I, I love this thing. So why not I try to do this? And it came to a point where I was um, unhappy, not because of when you look, when I look back at it retrospectively, I was like unhappy, not because of my, of the job itself, but because of me, like there was something up with me. And I came to a point where I decided like, I need to handle this shit on my own. And it's like, if I'm not going to, I was doing really well there. And then I wasn't. And I was like, if this is going to happen, it's not going to be underneath somebody else's belt where I will be gravitated towards putting the blame on them. Like, I'm going to have to put this on me and just take that leap of faith on myself. And that's what led me to start Blackbird Athletics. Uh, in the timeline aspect, that's where I am now. I've been doing it for a year. It's grown. It's changed. Um, and I'm, it's really, really fun to see what it's turning into because the more I do it, the more I'm in alignment with my vision for the world and for myself. So I get, I get to like live through that. It's, it's pretty stellar. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. I think that's exactly what happens, right? You just keep focused and you keep being consistent with what you're doing. And then eventually you have like, when we, when we started this thing, right, we had like this big ass thing that we want to happen. Like this has to happen. This is what it's going to be. And when you kind of start doing it, it's like, it is not going the direction I want it to go. But it's like, it's almost like you have to just let, let it kind of play out because how you started, how you started a year ago is probably not where you like thought you were going to be at today at this exact time. Like it's probably taken so many turns and jumps and all that. Right. Absolutely. Like I, when I first started it, you know, I started Blackbird athletics, like it was athletics. Mm -hmm. and so I was like super into the science. I was like, I wanted to work with like high performance athletes, 
or even just high performance individuals in general, like uh, executives of companies and stuff, which I had a client base of when I was working at Equinox. So like, that was kind of my thing. Like I helped, you know, these super motivated people excel even further. And that's what started it all. And that's how I consider, you know, the amount of effort and energy I put into my work, I consider myself in that same league. So it just worked. Um, so that was my original goal. And then it turned like, well, you know, the, the mindset, like what's really stopping these people? Cause they're already super like, like at it already. They're just top notch people. They're top level, I should say performers. And like, sometimes it just wasn't working. And I like, it really got me wondering why that is. And I got into the whole mind mindset thing and wanted to figure it out for myself, but also figure it out for these people so I can relate and try to help them. Because at the end of the day, like, their positions in life, you know, monetarily are much higher than mine were as a coach. So how can I relate to these people on a level that is going to resonate with them? And like, how can I help them? You know what I mean? And that was, that really was like a motivating factor. And um, then it changed from that to wanting to like, you know, focus a lot on nutrition. And then I wanted to have an entirely in-person client base. Like all my goals were having about like 10 in-person clients, like crushing it every single day. And then it turns because of, um, you know, this whole year and this, this whole coronavirus, I <laughs> had to switch everything to online. And now I'm focused more on uh, helping people learn or teaching people rather how to have a proper work-life balance because that's really what it boils down to, right? Like, how can I make, how can I help this person excel regardless of their situation and whether they're executives or not, like whoever it is, achieving a positive work-life balance is going to be the best, most relatable piece to them, right? Like, okay, I'm having issues with this in my life. Let me focus on myself and become healthier as a whole and then watch them excel in everything else. Like it's, you know, you have to take care of yourself before you take care of anything else in your life. It doesn't matter if it's your job. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, it's relatives, family, anything. You have to take care of yourself. And it's turned from complete athletics based to now the whole big picture. Um, so many changes, so many changes. Dude, I love that too. And, and, you, and you know, you know that I preach that all the time with everything that I'm trying to do too with people. It's like when you break it down to the basics, when you get back to the basics, man, it is, it's all here. It's all loving oneself, right? Like that is the foundation that this whole fucking thing is built on. And when, you know, there's so many people that like want to ask, like, what's the one thing I should be doing? And I'm like, sleep more. Or they go, what's the one thing I should be doing? I'm like, change your surroundings. Yeah. What, what's one thing I should be doing more? Uh, is your car dirty? Yeah. Clean it and make it, make it cleaner than it's ever been and keep it like that for three months straight. You're like, I don't understand that. How is that going to help me, help me that help me out in the gym? I'm like, just do it and get back to me in three months and let me know what it's done. Because those that mental clarity thing that you, I know you're all about this, dude. And that's why I fucking love it. I think that's how we connected on Instagram too. We were kind of yeah. preaching the same thing in the same space and we're just mm -hmm. doing it in our own way. And I think that's how we connected on Instagram. And it's like, you have to be clear headed, clear minded, and everything around your surroundings have to be positive. Without that, I don't even think we have a fucking chance at this thing. I don't care if you go to the gym eight days in a row, you know what I'm saying? And it doesn't matter if you're eight days a week, it, you know, it's just not going to work. No. Yeah. You need to have that clear headspace and it all starts with you. And, and ultimately it is all because of you. It's not because of 
your boss. It's not because of your significant other. And like, that's what I hear time. Like, oh, I have client meetings or some, or my spouse doesn't live the same way or something along those lines. Right. So it's, uh, it's all about what you surround yourself with and that headspace that you cultivate. And I was listening to, um, the podcast you were just on, you shared it or you posted it on your list of, and you were a guest for this, um, for stupid fit and you're explaining your story. I relate to that. I actually relate to that. I wasn't actually in a point where I was, you know, I was going to raves a lot. I was partying a bunch. I was kind of just lost really. I was right. never, uh, let's say, and like a, I was borderline addicted to drugs like cocaine and other things. And just as it was hard, you mentioned it was hard for you to say, it, it's kind of hard for me to talk about. Cause it's like, damn, like that's the thing there. And it's kind of still there, but it all depends on your, and if you're surrounding yourself in that environment or not and so I got to a point where I was pretty pretty low as well it happened about not this past winter um 2019 but 2018 like December 2018 I was really depressed and like got to the point where I was uh also thinking of hurting myself and I was remember pulling myself out of it like, and it took a lot, like I had to go through, I, you know, I luckily been doing some work on myself. So I was able to actually, um, you know, think of a gratitude list and like write that out and think of people who meant a lot to me. And like that saved me, like writing shit on like my mirror, like to help me cope with it. And it's heavy. It's fucking scary. And I was like this, I can't keep doing something's up. And that like jump started my whole thing of like, what's going on with this? How can I get this right? am I in the right situation? Like, what am I doing that's serving me or not? Like, this is life or death. And it's crazy to like, it sounds almost dramatic. At least I, I say that, but it's real. And so I was listening to your story and I, and it makes a lot of sense why we connect as well as we do, but it's, it's, it's no, it's no joke. It's, it's the lifestyle you live that is what creates your health or not, you know, and you have to be willing to make the necessary changes, uh, to accomplish those things. And it takes time. It's not easy. I've been working on this shit for like two, three years now. I've been working on my health since I was in high school. And I, I've had six, a six pack twice. And the two times that I've had that was because of unhealthy patterns. Like the first time was when I lost all that weight. The second time was I was actually working out scientifically using proper programming, but I was on a bodybuilder's cut diet. Um, because I had no real idea on what right. proper nutrition was still. So that, it just, again, like right now I'm like, I think <laughs> I, I, you know, I stepped on the scale. I weigh like 20 pounds more uh, now than I did at the beginning of COVID <laughs> like quarantine when I first did all that. And let me tell you, I am so much fucking happier now. <laughs> like, like I'm just in general, like I really am like my headspace is so much. It's like, it's like night and day. But the thing is, is like, it just takes time. And I've like actually embraced the whole lifestyle and pattern and like creating sustainable habits that make lasting change. And like, that's what I'm all about now. It's like, there's no other way to do it. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm not, I can't give you a quick fix. And you've, you mentioned that all the time. You know that I can't give you a quick fix. Like if I can't do it, like 
maybe somebody else can like I've done the shit aspect of it like done the wrong way I've done it like multiple times like you could talk to me and tell me how you want to still eat you know have this f-factor diet which is all like increasing your fiber and then nothing else but like like after that like what happens after that first month first month of adaptations like tell me you know yeah it's a it's so crazy how people just like you know the world the world is instantaneous right now and it's like everyone wants to pour like portray that to their nutrition and like how they're supposed to look just like that and it's like it's it's not that's not fucking happen it doesn't happen i don't know how many times we have to go over this it's like when you tell people things are going to take six months to even remotely get to a place of of wow i feel good and like everything's connecting in like six months people are like really six months i'm like bro how old are you they're like you know yeah. whatever i'm 28 i'm 30 i'm 35 i'm like you think six months is a long time? Like, look how long you've been doing the same shit. How many years have you been saying you want to finally get into shape? And then I tell you six months minimal. That's, that's the problem. Like, so right there, that is, that is, that is the, without them saying it, then you say, I think the mindset needs to be switched. And either you're going to get, yeah, pushed back, you can, you're going to get, you're going to get pushed back on that or you're not. People are like, nah, that's not what I want. I want a trainer that's going to fix me. Then I'm not the person for you, bro. Like it's going to take time, you know, and that's, it's, it's, we have to keep preaching that that longevity consistency is going to win. Consistency always be king. You know, it's just how it is. It's it's, that's exactly. And, and this is coming from a coach who, you know, really tried to keep their clients and like people who were asking me that, um, you know, I had to learn how to be stern with that ideology because I have folded before. Like as a coach, like I, you know, and I've grown yeah. from since, but I have folded. I have been like, okay, so here, I'm going to give you this. And it's like, I'm not supposed to give you a meal plan because that's just not my gig. That's, I'm not certified to do so. I'm not a nutritionist, but I'm going to still do this because you asked for it. And then I look back and I was like, wow, that was like a shit thing to do because I'm not, that's not my, that's not my gig. How am I supposed to do that? What if something went wrong? Even though like I try to take, I tried to make it as safe as possible in terms of like not specific foods. Like I gave a variety of options and, you know, kind of let a disclaimer go, but even still there was that and like, Oh, Hey, like, I just want to crush it. Let's work out this whole month and just do it. And I'm like, this is not, you're not getting anything here, but I'm going to do it anyway. And, you know, having done that and having still not gotten those results and still having that client be upset at the end. So like, what's, what's the point? I might as well stick to my guns and it's taken, you know, a few years to be able to, stick with that um the six months thing is super real like that's how long it's going to take for you to see any sort of thing but you're gonna have to consistently work at it it's not it's not as easy as it seems but it's simple you know like do you get what i mean by that like it's 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 how i how i take that is like it is, if you break it down to the most simplistic form and you give someone six months, they're going to get to their goals fast. This is, this is the fucking weird part, what I'm about to say, because it's not going to make sense at all. You're going to get to your goals faster if you take six months than if you try to do it in two months. It's, you're going to get there faster. It's, just, it's, a, it's a smoother road. It's the turtle in the hair type fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? It's exactly what it is. Things are going to come up. Birthday parties weddings all these things are going to come up and they're going to throw you for a loop and if you're focused on trying to do this in one or two or three months to get to your 100 percent goal you're gonna you're gonna get very upset 
when you go to little Susie's birthday party and you have cake, cookies, ice cream, and the drinks with the adults. And the next day, all of a sudden the fucking scale is up five pounds. You completely freak out and you strip all your calories away. Like that's, what's going to happen. But if you put yourself and push yourself to that six month mark and understand that the six month will be the winning goal here, that that's a great to even get to that goal or to even get close to that goal, that six months is going to actually get you there faster. It's going to be the best way possible. It's true. And for instance, I mean, so it's, it's almost easier though with the physical side of it, right? Like you can kind of see that progress over time. It's hard with the nutrition or the mindset aspect over that duration of time for people to visualize and to see because that's not tangible per se. Like your eating habits, although you can track them, your habits are not necessarily tangible. Like it's like you can keep track of what you're doing, right? But it's not like a physical thing. Like, right, it's not like a um, moving up in weights on a dumbbell. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, like it's, there's this, something less tangible about it. So it's really hard for a lot of people to implement the nutrition and the mindset thing because it's daily habits, it's discipline. And the physical side is, is almost harder. Like, I was almost easier, sorry. I have a client who just signed on at the beginning of quarantine. She started off with me doing corrective exercise because that's one of my uh, certifications. And she was like, oh, you know, my body always hurts. I want to get this. And she's like, she's younger than me. I'm 25. And she's like, my body always hurts. I had this accident and, you know, I, I want to fix it. So we, I like did an assessment for the first two, three weeks. We just focused on corrective exercise. And then she was like, I want to do personal training too, because I want to be fit. And I've progressed her since then, four months now. And she's down 15 pounds right? She's happier. She gets to go to those brunches or, you know, celebrate Labor Day and do those things that she wants to do. And she knows that she has the confidence that she's still working on it, right? So like, would you rather have that? Like looking at the long, like the grand scheme of things, like over the course of six months, you missed four days? Or would you rather look at it like over in one month, you missed four days? Like that's a, you know, that's a big discrepancy there. Like that you what's going to make you feel better, right? Um, most people are happy when they choose the long road, but they're very reluctant to. Yeah, right? I think so too. I, I, there, there's, there's also something in there where it's like, when you say six months to somebody, it's, I don't, most people, now I'll, I'll, I will say my, in my own personal experience, nine people, nine out of 10 people, when you say something like six months, they can't wrap their head around it because they've never done something like that. So there's a huge commit. There's a huge commitment problem with that too. Right away, they think they can't do it. It's the very that very first little glimmer of, of of like a really guilty conscience. Like I can't do it. Six months seems like fucking forever, and it is a long time. But trust me, when you get rolling after month two, it's it's money. And and, and I, I want to stay here really quick with this mindset because I think this is going to help out a lot of people who are hearing this right now. And if you guys turn up your fucking phone or your headphones or your radio when you hear this because with the mindset it's not we're talking about we're talking about nutrition and fitness right what we're not talking about which i want to touch base on because we've been talking about that since you know you back in 2018 and my story and everything is the thing if you stick to something for six months yeah. eight months a year it's not just the nutrition and the fitness that's going to get better yeah. everything's going to start coming up 
your surroundings are going to change. The people you're hanging around with are going to change. The relationships are going to change. You know, you make massive, massive changes in that six months. And I know, I know that you know about like this mindset thing is everything. Man. Like it's yeah. everything. It's like, what are some things that I want to digress a little bit? Cause I, it being September with suicide awareness month is it's a very special time of the year for myself. Um, what were some of the things that you did to have to switch your mindset? And what did you know that you had to do to be like, you know what, fuck this old grind. I need to change this shit right now. What were some of the things that you can say that you obviously did besides like writing stuff on the, on your mirrors and stuff, which I think is, that's phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. We should all have stick it notes around the house, you know, what were some things that you did? Um, yeah, this is, this is a great point because it comes with like a, a necessity to change. Like I realized like that that was scary and I didn't want to live like that or have a, have something pop up where I was like compelled to like be thrown into something like that. And the first thing that I decided that I needed to change, like I decided before it took a while for it to actually happen. Uh, but the first thing that decided me to change was my environment. Like, so I was living in New York city and I love the city. I always had dreams. It was very romantic for me to go down there, to move down there. It was a huge deal for me to move down there, to go to school there, to work there. You know, um, and I did well for a time, but then it turned dark real quick, quite literally. Like the room I was staying in, I was living with like three other roommates and my room had like no natural sunlight and it was separated from everything. It was literally like a dungeon. Like I opened up my window and there's like concrete wall, <laughs> like stereotypical kind of, kind of deal. And that threw me the fuck off throughout yeah. everything. Just being in like a dark room, there's no sunlight. Like I need that. Like depression is in my family. Like it is. And I have it and it's grown over, over the years. So like, that was like the immediate decision. Like, okay, I need to get the fuck out of here. And like, that was a hard pill to swallow because I was holding on to my romantic ideas of, wow, I tried so hard to get down here. I'm down here. Like, am I giving up? Am I not? Like that turned a whole thing. But think that isn't that, isn't that how everything is with life though? You know what I mean? Like you start going one way and you're like, I don't know if I should do this. And then you kind of hold on to things or you don't, or you have to make a choice to leave things behind to step forward. Right. Like that was a huge step. So I decided that I needed to move. And then it was like, okay, well, what do I want to do with my life? Like, okay, is this making me happy? Yes. Is this consistent? No. Do I want something more consistent? Do I want to take that chance? It, it, it was a cascading effect after like, I need to change my environment. Then it turned into how am I changing my environment? Then it turned into doing that change, like actually mm. doing it. Right. Cause there's, yeah. you can think of those ideas all day long. Like, okay, I can do this. I can do that. I'm a planner scheduler. I love my Google calendar. It is organized shit. I can figure out how to do something the best way. And I will procrastinate the fuck out of it. How do you turn organization into action? Right. So like, I think that that's the step. It's like recognizing it, taking the step to figure out how to do it and then pulling the trigger. Um, so, I mean, the main thing to like bring to your point was it was deciding that I need to change my environment and seeing if that was the issue. Right. Turned out that it, a lot of it did have to do with my environment and where I was. Um, and once I was out of that, then it turned into my internal environment more so like what's going to make me the happiest. What's going to have me the most fulfilled. Is it, is this whole diet trying to look a certain way fulfilling me on a deep level 
I just told you before, like I'm 20 pounds heavier and I am so much more happier. Turns out that was not what I wanted at all. I just wanted to like be like love myself, which is like, you, (laughs) you don't know how to say that you don't love yourself. Right. You kind of like have this arrogance of like, yeah, I'm shit, (laughs) but you know, that that's a, that's a piece for sure. Dude, I love, I love all that. And I do think it's, uh, I do, I want to say it is external in my, in my past. Let me think. I do believe it was external before it was internal for the change. That is, I think the external had to change before the internal, because even if you change your, your internal and your external is garbage, you can only grow so much. And I don't, if your ex, if your external is garbage, you can, I don't even think you can begin to start to grow because you know, as soon as you start growing, your external is just going to bring you back down again. Yeah. I think that's the biggest part of it is, I mean, we see, we, I always tell people like, you know, audit your circle all the time. You know, like Gary Vee said, like audit, like I, I never really understood that until like, wait, I did do that. Cause after, you know, my suicide attempt and everything, it's like, I got rid of all those friends that my those quote unquote friends, you know, yeah. I thought they were friends. They're just all fucking enablers. Right. Like, yeah. but that's another thing too, is without changing that external, I would never have changed the internal. And then when I started changing internal, it was like, okay, I have purpose now. Because yeah. when you're, when you're out doing those things or you feel that way or um, whether you have depression or not, or you have anxiety, like, you know, having depression, and having anxiety, like, you know, anxiety equals inaction. You know, I say it all the time. It's because, yeah, I get my freeze. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but that's totally it. Right. So that's why with anybody that's listening, action will always, you know, will always happen. Action is first and you're going to get the results from that. And from your results, then you can have that motivation and go right back to the action again. But if you start with that motivation piece, like, so many times and i've done that i've done that whole shit i'm I'm stoked to work out i'm super motivated and then i fall off and as a coach like there's another level of like if you're a coach and then that happens i like would compound that because it's like but i think that's the perfect you know it's taken me a while to actually believe like that makes me the perfect candidate to coach somebody because i fucking get it right Mm. like it's never going to be all um all good and on the way up like you could i can i look dude i have so many certifications like i know all of this stuff but if it doesn't if i don't actually know in terms of experience that stuff then it doesn't really mean anything right so that's a, such a good point that you know the motivation only lasts for a little bit but discipline like taking those actions that's what's going to lead to actual results you know like you have to start somewhere you have to do something like, even if it's as simple as like taking a fucking daily vitamin every day, you know what I mean? Supplementing something because all you've been eating is cheeseburgers and other stuff, which I mean, okay, we're saying cheeseburgers, like, that's what everybody does. A lot of people do that. But like, I like to think of it this way when it comes to nutrition, like, think of like the colors of the food that you've been eating. If you've only been cycling through like, brown, and red or brown and like something else you know what i'm saying like a certain two colors if you really think about it like what are burgers and fries look like yellow yeah like yellow and brown if you've been cycling only through those like proper nutrition you know what i mean like it's, it's, it's very clear that way i like it's very clear in that way it's like you're not eating right so you might as well be taking a daily vitamin to make sure you're getting the extra stuff so it's kind of like a quick little thing um but yeah you need to have that discipline you need to take that action and for a while I was not right. I was right. like all in that planning phase, the motivation, trying to stick to that. And then, uh, 
I'm happy. I'm happy to be able to say that. I've actually, or you get, or you get stuck like in that planning stage, and then like you plan so much, you're almost like I don't even know what part of where I'm supposed to start because I put so many things on my table at once. It's like you got to simplify that. You know, simplify what you want to do. Take those top whatever one to ten key points. Maybe not even ten could be too much. One to five key points, and start, and just start. Because if you have a blueprint in front of you, like how many times has this happened to you per fucking day, per fucking week? How many times do you just have your schedule out in front of you? And as soon as you start working on it, it, it's changing. Like you already see that like, all right, cool. I know I want to be here at this time. Maybe not the time is changing, but you know that you're working on it. Like, oh, I'm going to go this way with it now. And all of a sudden you run into the next, the the time zone of the next thing, the time block of the next thing. So it's good to have it all planned out in front of you. But understand that with your diet, with your nutrition, there's a thing called flexibility. (laughs) You have to be flexible because if you get stuck on that one thing, this goes back to the six month thing, you know, take it, take this with a grain of salt. If you go back to that one thing and you're, and all of a sudden your one o'clock goes over into your two o'clock time block and you start freaking out and then you're like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God, I'm supposed to be doing this. And I haven't done anything all day. Anxiety sets in then you freeze, you have inaction, or you, you don't clear your head and get up, go for a walk. You just try to keep hammering home. Next thing you know, you've been working eight to 10 hours on the same fucking thing, you know? So you have to be flexible with your stuff. And that comes with time blocking and that comes with everything else. And you're like, be flexible. I think being flexible with things, understand that things are going to come up. Like you're going to get a phone call from, you know, your mom or dad or significant other or loved one in the middle of you working that you have to take. You have to be flexible. You have to be flexible with this thing. That's true. You know, is exactly. And I'm going to go back to Google calendars because it was such a real thing for me. Right. As like, and I'm sure you understand this as a business owner, like you got to be on a time block. Right. Oh yeah. So dude, I was like, I'm, you know, I'm still proud of it because it took, you know, it took a lot of effort to do and to learn this skill and it took years to master. Like I used to schedule out cause I had to, I was commuting down to the city at one point when I was working there. So I was commuting five hours total a day still doing training and then trying to get sleep. Like, so I was on a strict time block schedule where I was like literally scheduling sleep, literally scheduling my clients, my workouts, and then also like shower time, food, like eating time. Like literally there was no white space on my calendar. It was just complete days like that. And then it got to the point exactly as you're talking about this ran over to this. It took me five more minutes to get that done. I get super anxious. Then I freeze. I forget to do something. Okay. I just need to rest. I'm not going to go ahead and program right now because of, I just can't. Then right. now you're behind on this. And then it just cascades into that. And like, okay, tomorrow's a new day. Let's do it. Now, you know, I'll still have that to-do list and I'll schedule it in. But I leave myself like 30, 40 minutes between like, I really like it's, everything is there and I'll get it done. I just can't be on that super strict time schedule. I have to have flexibility. And like you said, it's translating into everything. Like I eat more intuitively now than I do. Um, than I used to. Yeah. than I used to, I primarily just do that. And I'll go back to tracking every once in a while to kind of like know where I'm at and see where I need to make some, some adjustments. I held on to the whole tracking thing, like hardcore. I told you, like, I've done that where I'm like, so, so, so strict to hitting my macros. And like, it's, it's only temporary because that amount of effort that it takes to plan like that, just like you said, like plan leads to lack of action. Like you can plan your meals and do all this stuff, but then like, if you don't eat it or if you're too stressed because you're didn't get to go to the grocery store and pick up that stuff, then 
you just cancel it out anyway. So it's kind of like I might I'd rather be more intuitive with with it and more flexible for sure. Um, same thing with working out. I mean, dude. Same thing with working out. Like, like I that was the first one of the first things I embraced in that respect of like intuitively. Like once I learned more about sleep. Like once I learned more about sleep and how how important it is, how recovery is so important, and like the majority of like real recovery comes from when you sleep. Like that was a huge thing. I looked at my schedule and I'm like, I'm getting like four and a half, five hours average a night, like for months at a time. Like I was cooked. And then um, I was so moral of the story is like my sleep schedule was like screwed. And I'd be like, if I didn't sleep well last night, like I'm not going to go ahead and do that long run. I'm not going to go ahead and crush that workout because I'm just going to get hurt. Like, one way. like that's exactly what's going to happen. And like, without fail, that's what happens. You just, it goes back to like, you can't pour from an empty cup, right? Like, I think a lot of people, they don't really understand. Like when we say, you know, people are always like, just go grind it out for an hour in the gym. It's like, bro, I ate, like, I'm not being lazy. I don't feel like it. Like, I don't feel good. I'm tired. I'm a little stressed. I have some anxiety, you know, what's going down. People don't understand like, ah, dude, it's 45 minutes. Just go. It's no, dude, it's the end of my day. It's 6 PM. I'm not just going to go to the gym at seven and get back home at eight, be super awake for my bedtime at nine. It's just not going to happen, but you have to be flexible with that. And that's a huge, huge thing with the same goes back to like going, going back to time blocking things. Like you have to be super flexible with what you're doing. And I'm telling you now, like I am so flexible with my gym routines. Like people would, I, I feel bad how flexible I am with them because it gets to the point of like, I was, a little, I was a little bit busy this morning. Then I cooked some food. I got some food sitting out right now. Like I have some things that I need, I want to do. As soon as I get off this podcast, I'm like, ah, you know, I could, I could probably go work out for an hour, but I'm like, there's a lot of food in the kitchen needs to be cooked. You told yourself you were going to clean this part of the house. Like that yeah. to me, going back to this, that to me is way more important than going yeah. to waste my time at the gym. Because I know if I go there at this time, I'm going to run into people. So that one hour might turn into 90 minutes. So now I'm behind. So now I'm not going to get home till almost two hours when I said I was going to be home in an hour. So that's a big chunk of my time. In one hour time, I can get all that food that's sitting out right now cooked. I can have food for the remainder of the week because I didn't, because I had such a wonderful labor day, I didn't get a chance to do it. So if I put it off now, which most people would do, I won't have anything. It'll just be a vicious circle of fuckery, right? It'll just, everything will just be over. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's funny because going back to that time blocking thing, do you know, um, he was a professional CrossFit um, athlete. His name is Jason Kalipa. Do you know who that is? I do not. I'm sorry. Okay. Super successful business guy. Great professional CrossFit athlete back in the day. He came out with a book and I forgot what it was, but if I remember it, I'm going to put it in the show notes. It's basically around the AMRAP idea, like as many rounds as possible for a workout. Yes. He said, take when, when you time block, and I love doing this guy say it all the time. And this is what I've been doing for a while now. I haven't read the book, but this is what it, it's all about is, when you time block, get whatever, however much time it is, right? One hour, 90 minutes, right? Yeah. Do it as much as you possibly can in that time and move on. And just pull the plug and move on. So yeah. it, give, it gives you that, that, that headspace of like, I'm going to go in at 100%. I'm going to smash this content ideas that I want to do for one hour. And if it doesn't get done, it's, the, the sticker's moving to tomorrow. And I'm moving on to the next thing. So this way you can actually chip away at a couple of things, just as long as you're not trying to do 30 things, those 10 things you can really do sal- an hour on 10 things to me is, is, is a wonderful thing, or you can actually finish something in that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That whole idea of like, just do it for that time and then just move on. Like 
is like that goes to the whole aspect of like letting go which you hear a lot of people say right you just gotta learn to let go right <laughs> like it's true you really do like you can't hold on to that then you you're not holding that space you're not a clear space to work on those other things like i love the idea of um i was talking with a bunch of friends i'm happy i you know i have like a community of friends and other coaches that i co continuously talk with and we're always bouncing ideas off each other helping each other grow coming up with new ideas and planning and one of the things that um my friend said what she goes okay so when it comes to like your diet and your nutrition planning like would you rather spend like if you have 168 hours in a week would you rather spend um three hours every day working on that you're like cooking food buying food buying groceries or would you rather literally take one day and block and like do that for six hours straight like meal prep for the whole week if that's how you know go to the grocery that's including everything right if you'd rather right. you'd rather do that or spend two and a half to three hours every single night like what's a better use of your time you know what i mean or would you rather split that up three hours one day and three hours the next instead of doing that every single day because it's never just as simple as like okay i'll have this one hour here let me fit this all in like it always goes a little bit longer. You can't, it's never, it's never, something is always going on. Maybe you slept wrong. You're moving a little slower. Maybe you do get that phone call from a loved one or a friend, or maybe you have to run out. Maybe your, your pet is sick. Like you never know. Yeah, you so, have no idea. You have no idea. So it's, it's better to just let things go, do as best as you can still do work. Like that's, that's the constant is like, you have to legit take action. You can't just not like, if you spend all this time working, but what you're really work doing is just stressing out about how you're like supposed to be doing stuff. Like, are you really working or are you, you know what I mean? Cause I've had like that too, who are like always working, like up until three in the morning working, then canceling their session because they were up until 3am. And I'm like, Community, I'd like to stop right here and take a quick second and talk about one of our sponsors of the podcast. And that sponsor is Ambition Threads Company. Now, if you are new here, you probably haven't heard me talk about it, but if you have been listening to a couple episodes here for the last, I don't know, 20, 30, maybe 40 episodes, you know that I've been working very closely with Ambition Threads Company. The owner, Tyler Gentry, is the man, the myth, the legend that became up with this brand, and it is an amazing, amazing brand. I think I counted the other day, and I have over 20 pieces of apparel from them, everything including hats to hoodies to shirts to long sleeve. Um, my girlfriend even has a bunch of cutoff shirts as well and some leggings. They have everything from A to Z, everything to keep you fitted from head to toe inside and outside the gym. This stuff is so, so nice. It's made so nice that when you wash it, it fits a little bit better, but it doesn't pill up on you. And it's the highest quality stuff, and it is USA made. And right now, because you are part of this amazing community, if you go to ambitionthreadsco.com, you can receive 20% off any and all apparel just by using the code EVERYDAY at checkout, all in caps. That's EVERYDAY, all in caps at checkout. You receive 20% off. Not to mention, they have new stuff dropping every single other week it is just so amazing how fast this company is growing and i'm so glad to be a part of their growing community as well and now you are too and you can receive 20 percent off with code every day now back to the show you're not just working because if you were doing as much work as you say that you're doing you would be the ceo like you would be the boss like if you you were 
the way that you're portraying this, it's like, are you actually doing that? And it comes to a like accepting that if you were not doing all of that, you would have to be doing something else. And like, I've had to have that kind of conversation. A lot of people are like very resistant to it. And it's, I think it's fun to me because it just shows how much like I can be of service to people. Right. I think like that's a, it's a fun thing for me. I've tried to really always see the light at the end of the tunnel or always see the, the positive side of the situation. Cause then like, as a coach, how am I supposed to get through to you? If I'm viewing what you're doing as like bad, like I, I view it, everything as everything that my clients do as an opportunity for me to coach them, to serve them, to get better myself. Right. Right. That's, that's another aspect. And also just, I don't, dude, I'm all over. I'm always like with my ideas going all over the place. So feel free to reel, <laughs> reel me back in. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll go off on tangents and then not on my way back. So, um, yeah, just side note there. I love that. Um, that whole thing of like, I've had, I've had a couple of clients too. I, I have a client, uh, if she's listening right now, which I don't think she does, but if I'm going to call her out really quick and just use her as an example without saying her name. Um, she is sing, single mom. Um, tons going on, so much stuff going on, going to school, having to work, single mom, yada, yada, yada. I program for in the fitness industry. I use true coach app. I program for there. I do her nutrition. And like, it's, it's, it's to the point where it's always so busy. There's no time for anything else. And, uh, this, this was an eye opener for, for me and her as well too. I said, listen, I want you to take this day, whatever day it was, take Tuesday. I want you to take Tuesday and I want you to bring a a pad of paper with you wherever you go, wherever you go. Just do me this one thing today. I don't even care if you track your food. I don't care if you eat ice cream six times a day. I don't give a shit. Take this pad of paper with you. And I really physically want you to track your time to the minute. I want you to tell me what you're doing. I was in the car going grocery shopping. The time you got in the car, the time you got home and all the bags are put away. How long did that take? What did you do after that time? I want you to break it up like that, bro. You want to get real? You want to get on some real shit? When you look back at that timetable, you are blown away by the amount of time that you have burned throughout the day. And going back to like, you think you're quote unquote working all day. You're not. No, there's, you're a, not. there's a lot of burn time with nothing getting done. So going back to that actionable step, pulling the trigger, acting on something, starting that, starting that action, just fucking take those 10 things you do every day that you try to get done, take five. Get those five things done. Because if you get those five things done, oh, what is that? That's five things you get done five, six days a week. Times that every week. Times that by a month. Now you're actually getting things done. Things are getting done. You may not get 100 things done, but if you plan to get 100 things done in a day, you're, you already lost. You already lost the game. Take those big chunks of time, those big things that have those, the best ROI, for those things, get it done, get it done. Doing that over a course of a period of time, like we were talking about earlier about the six months, doing that, doing the right thing will always be the right thing. Getting those things done, you're gonna see yourself progress so much farther in everything that you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and everything that you're doing. And so I want, I think that's a good point I wanna like peel off and, and make is that it's all, part of the big picture like we have this and i've done this and like i say it because like because i've done it so hard it's like i've tried to compartmentalize things like this is my work this is my personal life 
then here is like my my life like me right and i've tried to like separate it and it's not like everything bleeds over and you need to do these things and more so not that you need to because i feel like whenever you say somebody needs to do something there's an immediate like no i don't even if they're talking to themselves you know <laughs> like like if i they tell somebody tells themselves that they need to do something they're pretty hesitant to doing that but if like think like changing the mindset which is something i've been working on in terms of like how i talk to myself behavior behavior change through nasm is one of my certifications and visualization and how you talk to yourself and cognitive behavioral therapy is like a huge huge aspect of it like i get to do these things because one like we spoke about before i'm lucky to be here like there was a point where i could have not been right and so i get to do all of these things that's my story that might not be everybody's but that's mine i get to be here for that reason but i get to do this because i want to continue helping people i want to feel good when i'm helping people i want to feel good when i'm coaching somebody like i get to do these things like i get to do this and feel good and now i get to show my family the amount of love show my two beautiful nieces the best side of me you know as opposed mm. to somebody who's super distant which i have been when i was super selfish and in that whole phase of trying to figure myself out really just destroying myself like like I get to be this type of person for somebody. I get to show up this way. I get to do this. It's like, that's really just something that I've fully embraced and has helped me out a lot. Like transferring that type of ideology of like everything is connected. Like everything, like if you focus on your mental health and your physical well-being, and you are feeling good, you're sleeping right, you're eating right. I promise you you will see more progress in that six months than you would in that two months because you're focusing on this, which is going to bleed into your work life. You're going to have more energy and have better ideas. Your boss is going to think you're more likable. Your coworkers are going to love you if that's something that's super important to you, which a lot of people identify themselves with their job and how they do things. So if that's something that's super important to you, take care of yourself. Okay, you're not showing up for your partner or for your family the way that you want to. Solidify yourself. Take those practices. That's going to bleed over. Like everything is going to go in those each directions. And, and not to say like you have to focus on yourself first, you do, but that doesn't mean that you need to just start working out physically. Like you could be changing your environment simply like we were talking about before, or you can start hanging around new friends or getting different ideas. Like you can work on any piece of those things. Like I don't care as your coach, I don't care what you work on first. My goal is to help you. If you're coming to me for fitness stuff, I will help you with fitness stuff. But like, you better be willing to do the work enough to like understand, like maybe you don't need the physical stuff. Maybe you just need to focus on your nutrition or maybe you need to focus on being nicer to your family or your loved one because that's something that's important to you. Like you have to be pretty versatile um, as a coach. And like, this is something I've been saying and I'm going to drive this into the freaking ground is that coaches in the next 10, 15 years, like physical coaches like us, are going to be held to a much higher standard because of how important we are. What people, what our clients want from us is a therapist, a nutritionist, a physical coach and a life coach. Like they, we want all of these things. Like basically like I, I wouldn't be surprised if like universities start having like an athletic coach or, you know, it's going to start encompassing all of the different pieces and you're going to need a PhD at some point in the future. Just how, you know, the fitness industry is so young. 
it literally started out right. started out with bodybuilders and people be like oh physique and like we're in that transitionary phase of like mindset like what does that actually mean you know mindset actual health right and um man i keep going on i you know i keep i go on one thing and i want to go on to the next thing that brings me on to another thing like we as a like especially in the u.s like our healthcare system is shot dude like so for instance i mentioned my father passed away from cancer he had good he had a great job he had a great health insurance he went into the Cancer Treatment Center of America in Philadelphia, a very nice place, great organization. They do what they can to help people. They give them therapy and treatment there. But at the end of the day, they are not a hospital or an emergency service. So when I was in the room with my father, holding his hand and heard his last breath, and when I was running out to go to them to say, hey, help somebody, I'm 15 years old. Like they literally, I saw people, like they take their clipboard, as slow as that, put it down and like no rush, no nothing. And that crushed me. I was like, wow. nobody here to do anything about this. And I, you know, I understand that they, you know, they were there to make him comfortable in his last days. It's, it's, you know, they still haven't found a cure for cancer. I get that. But that's the society that we're living in that like, you could be healthy almost all your life, get super busy with work and, you know, travel a lot, be under a lot of stress, you know, you can get sick and then, that doesn't, there's nothing here to support you and to help you. Like we are in control of ourselves. Like we have to be doing the best that we can on every level. We have to be healthy in every aspect of our life on our own. We need coaching on that because we're not taught how to do that. We need to do all of these things. We get to do all of these things because it's just what's better for everybody, right? Like we need, like that's a huge motivator for me to do what I'm doing is like I'm teaching people how to be better for themselves, better for their family to, like I said, I don't care what you do. If you really need coaching in this aspect, like I can provide some sort of guidance for you. I can recommend you to somebody. I can help you with your physical goals. I can do all of these things. But at the end of the day, the reason I'm doing that is because that investment that you're making on yourself is going to make sure that you don't have to have that knee surgery. You know what I mean? That's going to put you in the hole and put your entire family under stress or, you're not going to have to pay thousands of dollars a day for this because you took care of yourself 20 years ago. You know, I don't know. I find that to be a huge motivating factor and something that like we, it's like in the fitness industry need to understand, like, we're not just doing this for the, for the physical stuff. I think it's, it's, it's much more than that. There's going to be coaches that focus on the, you know, building people's asses. There's going to be coaches that focus on the ab exercises. I think that's necessary. Although like they get a bad rep from everybody else in the fitness community. But I think that's necessary at the end. You know what I mean? I think that there's going to be, there has to be a level of entertainment and uh, um, a way through the barrier. You know what I mean? The exact things that we're talking about. Like if a person got interested in fitness and being better because they wanted to improve their ass and just do a bunch of glute bridges, as a coach, who am I really to actually like say like, nah, what are you doing? You know what I mean? I can embrace that and then coach people the right way and figure out what's most important to them. Maybe they know, never get there with me, but if I'm supporting that, there's always going to be a chain of commands and you're always going to be able to serve somebody. Right. And, uh, us as coaches, we just have, we have a responsibility to figure out what that is for that person and like guide them as best as we can. I think that that's where the fitness industry is going. Right. I mean, dude, for sure. And it's like, <clears throat> as much as, 
I've heard a lot of quotes over the years and I've been in the health and wellness industry for almost 10 fucking years. And I've worked at mom and pop supplements to shops that have organic smoothie bars. Like I've seen people come in, order the same smoothie every day to say that's healthy. And that was like the only healthy aspect of their life, you know? So like right there, it's like, I'm talking to you about a smoothie. And the next thing they're like, they're like, ah, you know, how do I lose weight? And it's like, all right. So from, from a long time ago, I started to see this trend of where get a client or talk to somebody, there's always something else. Right. And I think as much as I just want to be a nutrition coach, I just want to be a personal trainer. I just want to help somebody with their fitness and program for them. I will never get that opportunity because there's always things why the nutrition, why the fitness, why the mindset isn't working. Yes. It, there's, there's always going to be that. There's always going to be that. And as an asshole, I could be like, just hit your macro numbers and walk away from the conversation. Yep. I I'm going to be like, um, why couldn't you do that? Why for three weeks in a row are we having the same conversation on our same weekly check-in? Why are you constantly texting me on the weekends that there's a problem with your nutrition? There's a due diligence that I need to fucking do, not just for my own moral code, but I took a fucking oath, dude. All right. I went to Jason Phillips level one CrossFit. I did it online. I didn't go to him, but there's a, there's, you sign a piece of paper, man. You fucking look at the back of the book. I still have the book in front of me and you say, you know, I'm going to do everything in my God given power to help out this person, anything. And guess what? Usually when nutrition is failing or when the, when that, why there's fitness or a physicality that is failing, a physical form that's failing, there's a reason for it. Yeah. And as a coach, I have to hunt that out. And it could be something as simple as I have so much anxiety. I can't sleep. Like, okay, cool. Let's, let's just focus on that. Tell me why you're not sleeping, why you have anxiety right there. It's no longer about nutrition and fitness. No. I've already, I've already pulled back. I'm accepting and listening to the person's problem and I'm trying to help them through that. Now I know there's a lot of coaches out there that they don't want to be that type of coach and that's fine. It's 100. That's cool, dude. Like I get it. If you want to, if you don't want to do that, then don't, that don't. I know from my past, all of my perspectives that I have on life, everything comes back to, there's a reason why that thing's not working. And if you come to terms with that first and find out and help that person through those terms first, you know what? They've been doing that for such a long time that if you could help them with that, you look like Superman or Superwoman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You look like you did it. And you know what? Then that person is with you, bro. Like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I've been doing that for five fucking years. Five years I've been doing that. You fixed that and you told me what that was just by listening. Yeah. Now, are you ready? Because we're going to roll with it. Now the momentum has started. And now that one thing's fixed, it could just be that, it could just be a plug. It could be a slow leak that you put up, you, you patched it, you plugged it. And the person's like, oh shit, a light went off where that has been the problem in the past. And I think that's why I've been failing at this, this so-called thing called life. Awesome. Now let's use that momentum and let's really buckle down and get back to what we were, what we were like, but the weeks of nutrition that wasn't right, you know? That's 100% it, man. It's like, you need to find those things and it's hard like some so this this isn't a good point to make for anybody who's listening whether you're a coach or whether you're a client you have to be willing and ready to make those changes first and foremost so like you know like i like i just want to interject that there like i've had clients where they are not ready to and so it doesn't matter if i'm able to try to help them and i fully understand and recognize they are super busy with work they cannot focus on this they are super stressed and anxious if they're not ready to admit that I'm stressed and anxious, I don't know what I'm doing, I need help, there's nothing that I can do for them. I've dragged a relationship, like a, like a client relationship, 
for years, literally like, like over a year, almost two on like, just because that person wasn't ready. And it got to the point where I was like, I'm sorry, we need to take a step back because I cannot help you with this. So like, let's interject that. But like, I've also had, I told you, I mentioned her before I'm having pain. I'm just, I I'm hurting. You fix that one little thing, a little bit of corrective exercise, focusing on engaging your pelvic floor and improving your squat. Now her back doesn't hurt. She's going less and less to the chiropractor. And that was that plugging the hole. Oh, wow. Things are so much better now. I can be fit. Now she's busting out like amazing single leg deadlifts, like perfect form. Like, it, and it's all because I w- you were able to solve that one thing. Why? Nobody likes to be in pain. Nobody likes to feel like they're inadequate. Like, you know, you could like, see how like that alone, oh, I'm in pain. How that could really mean I feel inferior. I feel weak. I feel sad. Like you can, that's where it goes from. Like if somebody's just like, ow, I'm hurting, or I just want to have a better six pack, or like I want to ha- get, you know, rid of this five, five, 10 pounds. It always boils down to like, what's below it? Well, I, why do you want to lose 10 pounds? Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't feel like I can. What you mean you feel like you can't? Like, you, like what do you mean by that? Um, I don't have confidence in myself. Like, you don't have confidence in yourself? Yeah. When was the first time that you felt like you didn't have confidence in something? Oh, I don't know. This one time I was on the playground. Something, you know? And it literally goes back that far. Like, it literally goes back that far. For me... For me, why did I ever always want to like feel inferior, feel lesser than for being a little bit overweight, seeing myself having body dysmorphia? Why was that? Because one time, um, and this is not, there was no malicious intent when I tell this story, but it was just something, you know, like I wasn't fat, but I took it as this way. My mom had mentioned in front of a bunch of people like, oh yeah, he's a little, like a little heavy, something like that. You know, it was like literally meant nothing malicious by that. When I tell you that crushed the fuck out of me and like literally spun my every direction like moving forward in life like yes it is that deep it is that deep like it is there's always a deeper reason as to why and some people don't need to go that far some people like some people like to go that far and some people aren't ready to go that far too like that's just like boom that's the red flag where we can't work together because if you can't go down that road a little bit like it's this is never going to work and then there's a level of communication as well, which I think as adults, I've, I've, as an adult, I've been practicing, but I think as an adult, more adults need to practice this is like, maybe you don't need to go that far. You, you need to be able to communicate that. You need to be able to be self-aware enough to dictate like what your needs and desires are, like what you want and what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do. Like being able to like make your own decisions and stick them is like a huge piece of it. Like, I don't know. I, you know, I, we're, we're, there's so much encompassing this. And this is like why I love coaching so much because it's not just as black and white as everybody says it is like, it can be simple, but it just depends on what that first thing is for you. Like, and it's all, it's all, it all depends. It, it just, oh man, I love this shit so much, dude. Like, dude, that's so wild, right? It, that, that whole thing, man, like I have so many stories to talk about that, but going back to what you were saying with like, even if you're okay, if I, I tell this to, to everybody I come across, even my clients all the time, because I mean, we just hear it all the time and everyone I come across, I've said it in the podcast a bazillion fucking times. 
I always tell people like, like I just want to lose like 10 pounds, 10 or 15 pounds. Yeah, always. That's, that's, this hammer that like, they just want to look better. They want to look better. They want to look better. They want to lose that. that it's all about weight, right? It's all about weight. I've been trying to lose all this weight. I can't, please help me. Please help me. Please help me. I'm like, cool. I can definitely help you. I, 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 I know how to do we, that. That's not yes, like, exactly. And I always say, okay, listen up really quick. I say, listen to me. I'm going to count to three and I'm gonna, at the snap of my fingers. One, two, three. You just lost 10 pounds. Think about that. You just lost 10 pounds. What has changed and what hasn't changed? Are you still happy? Or are you still unhappy? Did that fix everything you thought it was going to fix just by losing those 10 pounds? Because really it's so, it, we, we focus on the things that, we focus on the negative things. We, we, we think of something is positive when it's very negative. And just because you think you want to lose 10 pounds is going to change the fucking world. Well, I hate to burst this bubble, everybody. It's not. It's not, it's, it's not going to, it probably won't do you anything. You'll be happy for, I'll give you maybe a day pushing it. You're going to be happy. You lose 10 pounds. You'll be happy for a day. Then you'll be like, well, my late, my relationships with people still suck. I'm still not, I still don't like love myself. I thought that 10 pounds was going to make me love myself. Now we have a huge fucking problem. Now we have a bigger problem than what we even started with because gave in and I, I pulled those 10 pounds off you but I didn't help you fix anything else or you yeah. didn't fix anything else. So automatically you think you failed. You take that 10 pounds as something super positive, which don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's not people chill losing that 10 pounds. You thought that was going to be it. That's, that's the, that's the end all be all. And then that happens and it crushes you almost even more knowing that that wasn't the answer. Yeah. And it's just this big mind fuck of a thing where, we have to get our priorities straight and fight for the things that are what are really right and focus on the things that really will make some change that have the most positive ROI. And 10 times out of 10, it's not the fucking weight. It's There's not. The bit there. It's not. It's not at all. It's not. It's the relationships. I love that. That's a huge point too, dude. Like, you know, for a while, you know, I mentioned a lot about like my past and my upbringing and stuff like that already. You could probably make some assumptions. Like I was, there were some things like I was just not close with certain family members and like relationships were, were at a, at a fall. And like, you'd be so surprised at like how deep that hits. Like it's literally like your base emotions. And like, you know, if we, if you understand anything about the brain, it's that I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. If you are sad in any way, your entire lens at which you're looking through the planet anything you anything you see if you are any bit upset negative sad angry you cannot cognitively think correctly mm. you can't it's just physically it's phys, physically physiologically neuro neurologically impossible like you cannot look at it through the same lens because you're operating out of that lizard brain the fight or flight response so if you're trying to run away from things all of your emotions are going to be based around evading mm. all of your conversations and everything about that. Like if you're trying to go through a job, like I, this is something I've dealt with. Like if you're trying to navigate and move up and, but you're avoiding hard conversations with bosses or not explaining your feelings, or you don't know how to do that. How far do you think you're going to get? Like for me, it wasn't that far. It, it was a, it was going up and then it got to a point where some, you know, and I'll, and I'll admit this right now where my bosses at the time, they were new than when I first started and they saw through my bullshit. And without saying it, I knew they saw through my bullshit. And it came to a point where I was like, mm, I have to take this hit because guess what? I need to work on myself. Like I said, I left for my own reasons. I had to have that hard switch. 
like, but that's because I was looking at things through a certain lens. Like once I started to dial it back and really like focus on those most important pieces, right. That's when everything came to light. That's when everything started to get better. Like it wasn't just about me losing weight to make me feel better. It wasn't just about me hitting that PR. It wasn't just about me getting this many clients because I had all that. And at the end of the day, like that translates the message you were just saying translates it to everything is my point. Like it literally like you can think it's one thing, but if you're not changing anything, you're, you know, in between, like at the base level, you're still going to be unhappy and you're going to be in a worse position after that. Like when I lost those, all of that weight, like I was motivated to do things, but I wasn't, it, it was a hard hit. Like I was like, damn, like I thought I was going to be happy. I thought when I had that six pack, I would be happy wasn't the case ended up being so much more and it it's a it's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people some people aren't ready and i know i wasn't for a long time i mean you kind of just have to hit a point where you're where you're where you get to that and take the take steps every single day towards it i mean uh, it's horrible it's like it's it's the damn it's the damn definition of keeping up with the joneses you know it's like that's what it's it's everyone's so in a in this rush with the comparison syndrome and i have to have that because this person has it and i got to keep up looks so i'm going to spend 3 quarters of my paycheck this week to get that car or buy the buy that outfit that just to look good for that one party at that for that 2 hours of the day that one day on a saturday night like we're so in our own heads because society is just throwing that at us, right? Like we have to have all these things. We have to, that's great sales points. It's crazy now with social media. I mean, I have, so I'm watching Hulu, right? I'm watching this great show called Vikings. If you haven't seen it yet, it's fucking phenomenal. Don't get me started. I fucking love that show. Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm in it deep. I'm in it deep. Every, every time there's a commercial for like 90 seconds, there's a QR code on the TV now that like it's on Hulu that you can just like, what the last episode I saw was for vodka. It was like Citron or whatever like that. It's like, go ahead and hit the QR code. You can order it to your house. Or there was something like uh, an outfit for Target because Carrie Ann shots a Target. So that's coming up on our TV. You get the QR code and get 10% off that. Like that's how crazy it is with everything. But they're showing you like you have to do these things. Like you have to have that car. You have to have these shoes, that outfit. And I think that's that is like what we're always trying to do is to, is to, to we're, we're so focused on that external that that only pulls us farther away from what we really want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame because we focus so much on that external that every time we, we get something that we want, like it's just pulls us farther from what we really want. And it really sucks because what you think one thing's going to make you happy, it never has. So you're a little bit more down the next day. Then you're like, well, I'm going to do this one thing. I'm going to go buy this because it's going to make me happy. But you know, you know, it's not going to make you happy and it doesn't. So now you're down a little even farther. So what you're doing is pulling yourself so far down and so far away from what you really want to do. It's so defeating. It's so defeating to yourself and to your soul that you don't, I'm just getting emotional about this, man. Cause I feel for fucking people I, when, they do, when they do this, I feel for you who do, who does this because it's a never ending cycle of pushing yourself into the ground and not being able to get back up because you're putting so much of yourself into these frivolous fucking things in the world that you're putting, you're making those things be like the winning thing. 
and it never is. So all you do is you go throughout your days, weeks, and months, and years defeated on all of these things that only lead into less sleep, more stress, worse relationships. It's all because you're focusing on the external and you don't want to take the time. The right thing is always the right thing. Like I said, you don't want to take the time on the internal. And I think that's the biggest fucking thing, man. That's it. The, the internal is, I mean, you can go all spiritual, you can go all yogi and, and it's all the same thing. And I think that's why it's a huge piece because a lot of people are waking up in a sense, you know, realizing, you know what, I need to focus on the internal environment. I do need to put my phone away. Like I do need to get those blue light blocking glasses so that way I can get to bed on time. Like, and you know, it's, we, we can't be too hard on people. Like I, like you said, I, I think you said it perfectly. I feel so hard for them because it's nobody's fault. You know, we're literally in such a transitionary period in human history with technology. Like, you know, and I know I th- like are, I'm pretty sure if you if you aren't, you're like right on the cusp of being a millennial. Right. And so like, I'm a millennial also, like we both essentially grew up. Like I still remember the dial up tone, but I never had to really use it. I still remember AOL and AIM, but I only used that for like a year, not even of my life before it started getting into faster stuff. So like you have a lot of people realizing like, and depending on the types of things, and like you said, it's just constant hit, like gratification, this, that. And we're like literally in this transitionary period of like learning how to actually manage those things because everything's new and exciting, like a new relationship. Like when you get into a new relationship, you're like, oh, this is great. Everything's awesome. As a society and as a world and as a great human like species and race, we've like literally, we've been in that phase. If you want to think of it, like it's been not even a day of human history. Like if you look at the history of the world, it's not even been a day. It's been probably like, a fraction of, a, of an hour <laughs> that we've had this much technology and like we have to transverse these new things we have to like be much better off and more capable of using these things responsibly and that's why it's more important than ever to focus on coming back to yourself like mm. the external environment is never going to give you what you need if you are super hollow on the inside then you're not going to be able to pass it on to the outside like the external will not change that you can change your environment but you can't help me out with this because you know where i'm going with it like you you can change your environment and that's like that's one aspect of it like who you're around like physically for me like moving out of new york city like that was a huge thing for me that i needed to do Mm You can change your environment, but at the end of the day, the external surroundings, like the external gratification, I should say rather, is never going to help you with what you really want and what you really need. And you have to be willing to look at what it is you really want and really need and have the fucking courage to like say, I want this. Dude, 100%. And tell you anything. Who can tell you anything? If you've decided that you want this and you're not hurting anybody or you're not doing, you know, any harm and you're like choosing that because of, because dude, that is like, that's it. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. That's what I'm trying to make with my clients is like, why are you doing this? If you're doing this because you want to do it and it's like, there's a, there's a solid understanding of why I'm on board. Like you want to get that back and that's because you want to be, this is going to help you with this, but you have a solid thing around it. It's, if one, I signed up for a certification and the person who signed me up is a 
magical human being. I was like super hesitant about signing up for it. And he goes, look, man, I'm here to support you in whatever you do, as long as you're choosing from a place of power and you're not choosing from a place of fear and scarcity. And I was like, holy shit. That's the kind of thing that I get to do. And that's the, that's where a lot shifted for me. I was like, damn, like that's, that's it. That's, that's life. Like choosing things from a place of power and like love, right. And self-understanding is always going to lead you to you want. Like six months, six months down the road, you choosing to do this because you want to improve your relationships. You want to feel better. You don't want to have aches and pains and you want to not worry about going to little Susie's birthday party and eating that cake and having drinks with the, with the adults. If you want to do that, like, fuck yeah, let's rock. But like, you have to choose that you want to do. I can't help you do that. I can't help you do that. I can help you after you make that choice. I can help you. That's what, but until that point, I could like maybe make it apparent to you that and give you the opportunity to make that choice, but I cannot make that choice for you. And that's a huge thing for every person that's looking for a coach. That's a huge thing for anybody who's going to the doctor, still trying to get off the, that medication. Like that's it. You got to take care of yourself and like, you have to be selfish, but you have to be selfish with love, you know, like for yourself, you have to be able to give yourself that love. Otherwise every decision you make is going to be fear. And like, are you really living your best life that way? I don't think so. Maybe right. you are. I don't know who is. I haven't met that person yet. And I would love to have a conversation with that person to like figure out what it is, uh, you know, but right. like, that's, that's really what it is. Operate out of love and confidence and like watch everything turn around. Like it, it's so, it's all interwoven. We've covered so many topics, dude. I fucking love it because it shows <laughs> the nuance and the complexity of it. Right. right? It's not as two dimensional. It's not as two dimensional as everyone tries to make it. Like that's why everyone goes around and is so upset, you know, like, man, this didn't work for me. I'm pissed because that somebody told you that it was going to be that easy, you know, <laughs> for like 30 days, man, like 30, 30 days. days, 30 days. Uh, I mean, that's, it's, it's not your, it's not your, but like, you have to also understand that like, it is your fault. <laughs> like, like you listen to somebody else because they're doing what they're doing. But like, did you have to listen to them? No. Ooh, that's hard to hear. Are you crying yet? Maybe. Dude, <laughs> dude. dude. So uh, I just got back from Michigan last weekend for like four or five days. And this is so funny. You just brought that up because this is a story that I've only told a couple people and I haven't put, told the community yet or hasn't been on a podcast. I'll probably say it again in a different way, like another podcast. I was in Michigan and one of the day, every single morning I had, we were in a cabin in the middle of the woods on, on, a, on a piece of 10 acres or 20 acres and no TV, no Wi-Fi. And cool. every morning I was able to get up, got up at six o'clock in the morning, made some coffee, walked outside, sat on the log in the woods. Okay. That, that was my morning for like an hour every morning. And when I tell you, this is, a, this is a, such a weird way to say this. It was so deafening, deafening silent <laughs> that it was almost too quiet. Like it was almost so quiet. It was so quiet that at one point on a Saturday or su and Sunday morning, I grabbed some coffee, went outside by myself. I sat on a log and I'm probably going to fucking cry. I sat on a log and I started to lose it. I just started, 
I could, I started blubbering like a baby. I was vlogging at the time with my camera. I had to turn the camera off. I, my hand started shaking. I had to put my coffee cup down and I started crying. I started crying so heavily. I was weeping, dude. I had tears rolling down my face. My beard was fucking soaked with tears and I didn't know what was going on. I put my hands in my, my, my head in my hands. And as soon, as soon as I almost got done from just blubbering, I look up and a beam of, of sun, because the sun was coming up, hit me right in the fucking chest. And at that exact moment, I was able, everything that I've done in the past, everything came through me. And it was like staring at me in my face. And every single thing that I had done in the past, including my suicide, my drugs, all that, all the suicides, all that shit, everything came through me. And it was in front of me, like on a whiteboard. Yep. And I was able to read it. It was, it was like a vision. Yeah. And at that exact second, I told myself, I said it out loud. I said, you did all of this to yourself. You did this. Oof. No one did this. You. This was you, your choices. You yep. did it. Yep. And I, I was fucking, I got goosebumps right fucking now. I believe um, it. That's why I had to do that. That is why I had to go on the trip. That's why I had to go into a quiet place like that because for the longest period of time, I mean, I forgave myself for everything that I've done to myself. I get that. But to ask yourself those hard questions, like no one's doing that anymore. It took me to go five hours up north from Chicago in a cabin in the woods with no TV, no Wi-Fi to find that answer. And yeah. now that I've found it, I can't even tell you the visions that I can now have and what the weight has been. It's so clear. It's, I, you know, I do. Thank boom, you. Crystal. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, man. I get it. Yo, that was, I've had that happen so many times. I think it was like literally, I think it was Saturday. I was like driving to my aunt's house and I was like listening to some, some music I used to listen to when I was a kid. And I just started fucking bawling weird, like tears. And I'm like, yo, what is going, what the fuck? And I'm like, for me, it was a similar situation. Like, damn, like I'm going to visit family that I haven't seen in a while, like on that drive, that's what that was happening. And I like had to come to terms like, dude, again, you were the one who did this. It's funny. It's like that moment you're allowed to have those moments of like oh, yeah. being vulnerable. And like, it becomes so much more clear when you let a lot of that shit go. Like, like you said, you've forgiven yourself, but like you still never came to terms with certain things. Like you were the cause of it. I think like that's the whole thing like we have this whole idea a lot of people have this idea that it is not them <laughs> in control yeah i had somebody and this has happened and you know they we've done a lot of like good like like work together like in a similar environment like we were part of like the same group of people that were doing um this kind of self-help kind of thing almost group therapies type stuff and i was like she's like hey man i wish i could get healthier she's messaging me on instagram and i'm like you can <laughs> And she's like, well, how am I supposed to do that when people keep making me eat their delicious food or cake? I'm like, ah. is this really what we're talking about right now? Like, Let's say that, that again. Let's yeah. say that again and listen to yeah. yourself. Like, they're making you? Are they, like, strapping you down on a waterboard and just force feeding you cake? Like, is that what you just made? That's literally what you made it sound like. Like, is that what's happening? If it is, like, I can call the cops for you. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> If that's really what's happening, I will help you out as best as I can. But like, that's not what's happening. It is all you. Thank you so much for sharing that story, dude, because that's like, that's so re refreshing to hear. And like, people, if like you're listening, we, I really encourage you to like, 
actually to do that work or just sit in silence yeah. for a bit. Be okay with your and with your with you for just a second. Like I, I invite you to do that. I invite you to be confident in yourself, confident in your ability to stay silent for a second. You know, you know that's why a lot of people love yoga. It's why a lot of people love meditation now. It's the super hip thing to super hip thing to do. Meanwhile humans have been doing it since the dawn of time right you know it's that it's that ownership man like jocko willink says it the best it's that extreme ownership a lot of people want to point and point and point to people that that's happening this is happening this is why this is happening to me you know and it's one of those things where it's like if you take a step back and you have ownership over your own self and actions you will understand that every day your route that you take is because of you and stop blaming everyone else. And it's one of those things like this life, <laughs> it's like life isn't happening to you, man. Life is happening for you. And that's like the biggest thing is you want it to work for you. You want it to accept that shit. Okay. I didn't choose this path that I'm on. Okay. I'm going down a path that has been laid before me and I'm fucking rocking with it. I'm not sorry for myself or what I've got to go down. I love the adversity. I love it. It's made me who I am today. It's, it's made me this confident. It's, you know, it's one of those things like accept it, have some ownership for all your actions, have some ownership for your own life. Take your journey for what it is and own that shit. Stop blaming other people because it's getting fucking old and I'm sick of fucking hearing it and people all over the internet blaming everyone fucking else for something that you're doing every day. Yeah. I, hear it, I hear it all the time. I want to lose this weight, but I can't because of this. I want to go to the gym because I, I, because I can't because of this. It's like, what the fuck is all that? Yeah. But it is, is it that you're really, all you're doing to yourself is you're just making up excuses. You're just, you're quitting on yourself. You're making up so many fucking excuses that it's so much easier to blame somebody else and to actually take responsibility for your own fucking actions. Yeah. And that's the bottom fucking line, man. Bottom line. And like, yes. Okay, there are influences. We and I need to. We need to make this distinction. Right. Like, yes, there are influences. Yeah, those things are a part of it. But that does not mean that it's defining you. Okay, at the end of the day, if your job is requiring you to work seventeen hours a day or whatever the case may be, and you work from home, yes, that may be the case. However, you still have a choice. Do you need to work that job? If you're really that unhappy, do you actually need to work that job? No, you do not. Like, I don't want to hear it. You want to work that job. So then, again, you are, that is an external factor for sure. Like, that's just interjected. That, you can't control that, but you can control how your, your access to it, your, what you're giving to that, right? Like, just like with people, like, okay, you can't control how somebody else is, but you can control how, how much they are part of your life, how, much, how they interact with you, you know? So like that's the principle that we're trying to make that it's like you are in owner complete ownership. I don't want to hear it. Like I'm and I'm sorry. Like I'm not sorry because right, right. no yeah down to that like you know maybe it's harsh. Like you, I think you, you said on your on um, one of your previous podcasts recently we're like um oh shit what, what did you say you go dude it totally just that sucks. Uh, you were saying like it's it, at the end of the day. I don't know more of the story. It's it's their it's their responsibility. It's your you have to choose that path. It's all on you. 
and like you have to own your shit. Let's just wrap. Let's wrap that up. I totally blanked out. Yeah, no, so, no worries. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's just that's just that's just it, and no one wants to hear that, and like no one wants to take that. But I can I can tell you right now, once you once you do do those things, those easy steps of ask before you act on anything, respond to anybody on a text before you make a decision to go out this night with this person before you do anything, go two routes with it. If I do this, will that happen? Or if I do this, will this happen? Do I not want to do that because tomorrow I have to do this or can I not really go out of my way to hang out with these people tonight because it's going to hurt me tomorrow? Like take a step back before just going into it and then feeling guilty for it the next day. And just remember that like any time, <laughs> it's so funny. Um, you're driving a fucking car, man. Like it's your choice to push on the gas pedal or push on the brake. And it's the same fucking thing with your life, dude. Like, Shit, yeah. Yo, that's, that's <laughs> a great analogy. No, that's the absolute truth. That's the absolute truth. You can get in your car unless you make a choice to either press the brake or, right. or put the car into the like there's a few steps there. I think that that's such a good analogy because it, it, it does, it's like, it literally requires that kind of thing. You have to get in the car. Like the steps of like behavior change, right? Of like learning new habits is like, okay, I got to think about going to the car. Okay, now I got to go to the car. I got to open the car door. I got to put the car on. Then I got to put the car into drive. Then I have a choice to either do this or do that. Like it's always the same thing. If you want to look at all your decisions as like part of that, like if you just get in the car but you don't know where you're going or why you, you don't even know why you got in the car, how do you expect to get anywhere? It's so weird, man. It's no, that's what people that's what people are doing, man. That's exactly what people are doing. Like especially like they try to hire a coach. Oh, I want that six pack. Okay. Did you even think about how to get there or why you want to do that or why you even want to get the six pack? It's like trying to go to the grocery store and like have, and this might relate. Maybe the car thing might not because not everybody drives, but everybody has gone to the grocery store without a grocery list and then walked around and been like, I guess I need milk. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's exactly how people are deciding. Like they just get to some point without any sort of conscious action or behavior or habits to back that up and then expect this. Like it just doesn't make, it just doesn't make sense. Like, furthering that example you go to the grocery store instead of it's like i guess i need milk you walk out with a giant bag of potato chips that you have just done it that's exactly what happens if you just go into a situation without thinking about why you're doing it. if you're hiring a coach why are you doing that if you're not willing to think about why it is you need to hire that coach then you're going to walk out with that bag of potato chips quite literally right yeah you know I mean? And then you're going to text me saying that you walked out with a bag of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that's a perfect analogy. Dude, that's awesome. But hey, you know, we're, we're way past an hour, man, which is really great. I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast and giving the community and myself all, a lot of your time and your energy, because I know you can't get any of that back. So thank you so much for that. If you've listened to the podcast before and you know what's about to happen, I would like you to give three actionable items to the community. And what they can do as soon as they stop listening to this podcast. It could be favorite book you have, favorite podcast, whatever, whatever you have. Three actionable items that you can give the community right now. Okay. You mentioned book. So the first thing that I'm going to say is, and this is in part, I believe in Dr. John Berardi. He's the owner of Precision Nutrition. He cre created a book with a bunch of people called Changemaker. I would suggest going ahead and renting that ebook and downloading the PDF files because regardless of your industry, it talks about coaches. It's meant for coaches, but it talks about 
all different aspects of how to manage your time and be in alignment with your goals. I think it's very, very well put together, so I'm going to recommend that. It's Changemaker by Dr. John Berardi. Get it on Audible or something like that. Second thing would be to, in the same line, buy a journal and actually write down how you're feeling, just daily, even if, if there's anything. If you, can, if you have a piece of paper, write down how you are feeling right now and build off that habit. It will, when you look back, if you keep those pieces of paper, if you look back in six months and you, you read how you were feeling at this time versus when you were there, you will have a dramatic, hard-hitting piece of like, wow, I'm growing as Yes. The third thing I would be saying is go ahead and I'm going to get super, super emotional here and say, go ahead and just tell somebody that you love them. Like somebody who you really care about, who you really love, foster that relationship because that's going to make you feel good inside. And you might just make a better decision later today that might take you more towards your health, your fitness, your job, whatever it may be. Tell that person that you love them because it's going to help you grow as a person. Spread love. It's the only way that we can continue to move on. Dude, absolutely, man. It really is the only way, especially in this time and age right now where love is kind of, it's, it's absent right now. So we got to give that love, man. Where can, hey, right, where can everyone find you? Where can everyone get a hold of you? Where can everyone send you an email if they're interested and get on some of them Zoom workouts that we never even really talked about in this episode? But where can people get a hold of you at? Um, so yeah, so my Instagram is at Blackbird Athletics. Uh, my website is blackbirdathleticsandwellness.com. You can reach me at info at blackbirdathletics.com, keeping it simple. Uh, and I have a Facebook group as well, or a Facebook page. It's Blackbird Athletics and Wellness as well. So you can reach me on there. And yeah, let's work out, guys. Let's coach you. I'm, I'm excited to do that. 100%. Ryan, thank you so much. You guys, all that information will be in the show notes, all linked up. So you can just hit the link, the hyperlink and go right to the site and everything like that and his Instagram page. But Ryan, thank you so much for being here, man. I always like the end the episode on. Thank you listeners and everyone here that thank you community because without you, we wouldn't be able to be coaches. Without you, we wouldn't be able to do this podcast. And without you, we probably wouldn't be here. So I want to say a big thank you to the community. And I love you so much. And Ryan, thank you so much for being on, man. It's been a fucking pleasure, bro. Yeah, I love this. Thank you so much. Until next time, community. Peace. Peace. How amazing was that episode, community? Oof. To tell you that I was exhausted after that interview is, I, I mean, is way more than that. We, we both got done and I texted him like 30 minutes after. I'm like, dude, are you emotionally drained? He's like, dude, I am so tired right now. It was just one of those things where you just kept going and going and going and it could have gone another hour easy, but just had to like end it, you know? So if you stuck to the end, thank you guys so much. And like always, whether you're new here, whether you're an OG, whether you're part of this community or not, if this is your first time hearing this podcast, thank you so much for clicking on it. You guys do me a humongous favor. Hit that subscribe button on the podcast and also leave a five-star rating with a comment that really helps us move up the ranks and helps this community grow more and more each and every week. And like always, guys, I'm focusing on dropping new episodes every single Friday. And don't forget about our sponsors. That is my new supplement company, Everyday CBD. Down in the show notes, you're going to find everything you need to do, the links, all the all the AM and PM tinctures, all those things, all the information that you need is down there. And once again, don't forget to go over to Ambition Threads Co. and go check out what they are dropping. Go check out all that amazing apparel. And don't forget to use code every day for 20% off any and all apparel purchases. You guys, until next time, community, you are the best.
best fucking community, and I can't thank you guys enough. We are coming up to 5K downloads, so please share this with a friend. Share it with a loved one. Share it with someone who needs to hear it. There's so many good, knowledgeable nuggets that come out of this. And guys, once again, hit that subscribe button on the podcast. Hop on over to YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel. That is Every Day with Anthony J as well. So you can put some faces with the names. And let me tell you, you're going to want to look at some of these cute faces, peoples. <laughs> now nah, I'm joking. Don't even go over there. We're just we're super ugly. But hey, go over there and put some faces with the names. And then so you can actually understand who you are listening to. So guys, once again, community, you are the best. Until next time, I love you. I love you. I love you.